This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets, my name is Johnny Womack, and to my right, I have the amazing Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Hey. Uh, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Good times indeed. Cheers to everyone at home drinking. And if uh, you cannot be drinking right now for certain reasons, and you're drinking your waters and your teas and, and all that, cheers to you too. And we'll, we might talk about that later. We have some uh, friends with us on the show that cannot drink alcohol right now. Uh, and uh, we have uh, our, our amazing friends, the Carries. They're back with us uh, again on the happy hour. We, I want to go back real quick to our Supernatural Super Show you guys need to go back there and check those two episodes out. They were the most dope. fun we had. It's it's almost like four hours of us talking about Supernatural. It is crazy. It's it wasn't so much long fun. enough. We probably needed we, another two or three episodes, <laughs> really. You need to go back there and check it out because, I mean, they're both just amazing people, and we love them to death. They're, they're like family, and uh, and we're so happy to have you guys back on. You guys have a lot of stuff going on uh, and a lot of different, uh, different avenues there, uh, and we'll definitely be talking about that, but... Uh, Welcome back, guys, to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thank you. Hey. Of course, this is um, Michael and Elaine Carey. So, um, you guys are are awesome, and it's cool with the the power of the Skype with the internet. We can hang out to video with the you know the internet. It's stuff. pretty cool. Man. It's pretty neat. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. this Skype thing has really changed my worldview because we can talk to people from all over the world now, and yep. the oh, yeah. audio sounds just like you're in the room with yeah, us. Yeah, it and sounds it's awesome. awesome because we can see you too. So yeah, so <laughs> yay, yeah, interact. I, I like it better this way too. You know, phone calls are great and all that, but that's old school. Well, I the, don't know. I don't like the fact that I have to get dressed. <laughs> well, you can't see you guys from the neck down, so you could be totally just rocking it free. We would not be none the wiser. So and just let it hang out. Okay. Just let. I mean, you could be deuces on the loose. It could be uh, no panties Tuesday and free ball on Thursday. So it could be. But so wink, wink for those that cannot see the episode. Who knows what's going on on their end? Stretch pants Saturday over there. <laughs> Truth. Every day stretch pants Saturday. Oh, dude, if I'm at Seriously. home, I'm not wearing real pants. Like, exactly. What are you doing with your fucking life know, if you're wearing right? real pants when you're at home? <laughs> like, literally, you are just fucking up at life at you that point. You've made wrong, bad. You've made poor life decisions. Bad life choices, my yep. friend. Bad life sure choices. Bad, very bad. Oh, my goodness. So do you guys want, do you guys want to talk about uh, some art that you both have created together? You want to talk about that first? Say again. You want to talk about the art that the two I, of you I think have you created need our, together? Our special. It's a baby watch. 
2016. <laughs> yes. You uh, run that by me again? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the special art that you two have created together is what I said. Yes, it hasn't been revealed yet, though. Right. It's we, not... It will be revealed hopefully uh, next year. Uh, but uh, the way things look like as it's running in eight weeks from now, we so, may be seeing that artwork. So what through. is the due date officially? Because you said next year. For some reason, I had my in my head like Christmas, baby, like December 25th. Yeah. Officially, officially, she's due... For January 11th. Oh, but okay. She was due for the 14th, and then due to the last sonogram, she was due the 11th. Okay. But... Is that like a have... hurricane? Does that shit change on you? Does it, it like... Does. Okay. It, it does. Because I know nothing about no babies, so, like, it, this is an education for me fat, right here. At the rate that I'm getting fat, I'm sure we're going to be You're not getting fat. You look gorgeous December. and beautiful, so You're don't glowing. even say You're that. You're glowing right now. I don't so. even want to hear that shit, I'm so... I'm glowing with... With pregoness. <laughs> well, the belly button's getting ready to pop out, and it's, it's going to be like the pops. turkey timer. When the when that turkey timer pops out, it's time for the baby to come out. There you go. <laughs> what so... was that popcorn you actually used to put on the oven? What was that called? The kettle corn? Kettle corn? It, not the kettle corn, but the stuff you light oh. up, the poppies. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Is it starting to look like that, like the poppies yeah, right before it blows? Actually, I think mine passed that level. <laughs> of trying to get to another stage. <laughs> That's funny. Her wardrobe is screaming for help right now. That's why I said. Stretch I pants, faux life. <laughs> yep. There was a cool place in the mall, in the Lakeland Mall, that Brandy got a bunch of cool stuff. Forget the name of it now. I, she, yeah. If she was on the episode, she would help yeah. me out here. But there's a really cool, uh, like, moms-to-be store in, in the Lakeland Mall. Um, I'll have okay. to send you guys the link after uh, the show's over. Uh, but it's really cool. Um, and uh, you can get a lot of stuff that, like, that... It's not. It's like used, but like hand me down, but like it's still really good quality. Like second hand, like second hand, no, but that's it's because awesome. that's all you need just to get through the pregnancy. Yeah, yeah you don't need you ain't to wear it afterwards. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's really really cool. I'll, uh, yeah, cat, don't stand on the soundboard. <laughs> no, kitty, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I want to say thank you for having us back on. I really appreciate it. No worries, anytime, man. Yeah. And I want you to tell all of our fans about Saturday because I'm actually coming out Saturday for a little bit. I might not be there oh, when good. it's when it's on because uh, actually, and I can throw a little spoiler out. I guess I'm actually going to see one of our good friends, JB Designs. He's got a Ninja Turtles painting, so I'm coming early to pick that up. And also going over to our good friend uh, John, who runs uh, Main Street Comics, and picking up yep. a copy of Old Man Logan uh, because the new Heck movie's yeah. coming out. So, like, I'm going to do a little bit of double dipping over there, and everybody should. They should come out and spend well, some money. Over. Yeah, yeah, get the free comic yeah, book yeah. because it's free comic books while they last at Main Street yeah. Comics and Memorabilia. And also, you're going to be there with your art and JB Designs and some other people. There's DJs. There's oh, trick-or-treating. Yeah. It's it's going to be a block party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely a block party when they close down the streets. And that's really? what we got. We finally got the, the city commissioner to, to shut it down. So uh, we're going to have a closed street. Oh, wow. Well, I'm artists. actually coming early just because I want to get there before the street closes. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. look, I want to park as close to Main Street as possible because <laughs> I am in love with this painting he got me. Which hopefully, maybe, if I'm lucky, I'm going to be getting a, a nice painting from you here pretty soon, which I can also put in the living room. Uh, yeah. But I'm moving that, and I wanted to make sure I got it in the truck and nothing happened. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get there a little early before things start getting crazy. But oh, yeah. I'll probably hang out for a little while because, shit, it's Saturday morning. And 
If I'm already away from the house and I can't watch college game day, I might as well hang out for an hour <laughs> yes. or two, right? It's well, it's true. supposed to be a lot of fun. I mean, we, we, John is—he's the organizer. Yeah, yeah John Harrison. John Harrison. The, yeah, yep. great guy, and he owns the uh, the comic memorabilia store that's down there in uh, Bartow. Um, the first time we went over there was through Sci-Fi Bartow. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you right now, guys, I was blown away. I had no idea that Bartow, first of all, even existed. Second of all, I didn't know Sci-Fi Bartow was going to be such a huge turnout. I mean, it was okay. Just to give you an example of how big it was, the 501st Legion was there. Yeah. So I mean, big like, shout out to uh, Sean and um, Lori Sudinsky. Yes, They're the ones. He's that, the one. Yeah. That worked uh, Sci-Fi Sci-Fi Bartow and put that all together. Yeah. Um, big shout it's out just, to them. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, they're and the awesome. The environment's really nice. The people are really friendly. Yeah. I, I mean, we've done a couple events ever since, and I, I would say that that was one of the nicest events we've done is down in Bartow. Yeah. And John and his family are just wonderful people. They're really caring, loving people. Well, I mean, it's such just a nice environment down there because it's so laid back. It's kind of like Mayberry is, I guess, the best <laughs> example I could put it to. And it's so nice and so laid back, and it's so much fun. And Sci-Fi Barto definitely is one of our favorite events every year because it's so much fun. And Sean and Lori do such a great job. And um, I'm, I'm oh, they are a great team, and I'm looking forward to that, which I think you guys are coming out for Sci-Fi Barto again this yes, year, aren't we've already, you? we've already marked it on the calendar. We scheduled it with them. Awesome. Yes, we'll be bringing a piece of artwork with us named um, Ariel. Oh, nice. that's because awesome. Because she will be about a month or two by then. Oh, oh nice. So yeah, that'll awesome. be good so we can see the baby, too. So that's yeah, a double dipper double dipper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super excited. Yeah, because we're the official podcast for the event, and we're going to be there. So it's going to be yep. a lot of fun. And I'm excited to actually be there. We, we're we not going to be there in podcast form on Saturday for the Halloween event that's going to be happening down at Main Street uh, Comics, Collectibles, and Memorabilia. But... I'm definitely going to be there at least for a little while because, like I said, I got some stuff I got to pick up and I want to see John and pick some stuff up. And definitely go see John. Check out his shop. He's got a great shop. He got a ton of comics. You definitely want to see him. Definitely make sure that you tell him the happy hour Johnny and Deuce sent you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a fun day Saturday, so I'm looking forward to it. And then afterwards, I got the the Gator Georgia game, baby. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun day of comics and and art and and football. And it's 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 what a uh, uh, Saturdays in the South are all about. All yeah. kinds of fun stuff. Hey, Michael, for those listening at home that haven't heard heard about your artwork and all that, how do they pe people find you online? Yeah, you can find me michaelcarryart.com. So it's pretty wow. straightforward. That's pretty, how do you spell yeah. Carrie? Yeah, C-A-R-E-Y. So okay. that's, yeah, Michael and then C-A-R-E-Y. That's Carrie. awesome. You go in there um, and get your prints. And also I was telling Deuce in pre-show meeting about, like, you guys you guys still do it? Do you guys still do the rapture clays as well? Yes, we, we, yeah, we take it to the next level. See, the thing is we went to the cons, and uh, one of the biggest things that we saw that was missing or what we felt were missing was a gallery type display you know what you would want when you walk into an art gallery you want something that's professional it's a fine art you know i mean everyone loves getting paper prints and things like that that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying we noticed that it was missing that that niche right or, um, and we just decided to go ahead and take that to the cons and that's what we did so now we do gallery full gallery displays you've got jaclays which is uh that's a reproduction print of an original, but it's on a museum quality level. Um, that's what a jaclay stands for. If you were wondering what that means, it's not just French for a reason, uh, but it's a great thing. Hold on one second, guys. 
Sorry. Uh, so it's it's a great thing uh, to be able to put on your wall because it's supposed to last. It's rated for fifty years. So that's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's UV quality, all that. So well, the other cool thing about it is that it's all built in house. It's yeah. not like we order that from anybody. We actually built from the frame to the printing to the stretching. Yep. That's all us. So Which is great like, because yeah. that means that you've got the quality control. Because if it doesn't yeah, pass right. at your quality control test, you're not going to sell it to people. Yeah. Oh yeah. And no. jo Johnny knows me that I'm a perfectionist when it comes to things, so he knows that I don't he let anything. He is twice. for show, <laughs> for show. He definitely yeah. is. Uh, oh, but yeah. it was cool. We it's already it's hard to believe it's already been a year since uh, last Sci-Fi uh, Bartow. Yeah. Because I, I remember you guys it was your first time at Sci-Fi Bartow. Uh, I think it was you guys' first con, if I remember correctly. If I'm wrong. We yeah. had ignition right before that. Yeah. Right. But that yeah. kind of it kind of got you into the con world, and I oh, yeah. I think between the two of them, you were like, okay, we're hooked now. We got to keep doing yeah. this. Yeah, we're green for sure. Uh, that was our first coming <laughs> into the to the the way. But we don't, we're not new to cons though, because we've been going to cons, vis for you know, years. as as guests since for you know we met each other. We've been doing that right. just since because 04. we've always had a love for that oh uh, through cosplay and just being able to see the diversity that's out there. Um, and then I finally, I thought it was an unreachable goal to be honest with you. Cause I thought it was just like a coveted thing that you can't get into. Uh, when, once we broke that veal with uh, Megacon. Okay. That was like wild because yeah. Megacon put us on a waiting list and this was back in March Yep. and they said, you're on a waiting list. So I asked the gentleman in charge, um, well, what does that mean? Like when's the last day? that you no longer are on the waiting list. You know, what's your cutoff date? And he emails me back the day before the show. Oh, wow. Wow. And I go, I can't wait till the day before the show, and I don't want to overstock us to the point where we're just sitting on product. Right. So it was it was quite annoying because we're, we're just like, um, well, you got to put the money to the side just in case, and you got to start printing stuff just in case. Which right. is also money that you're taking out of accounts and like you've got a budget for because it's not yeah. easy printing up a bunch of stuff because it's if not. you've got like a stockpile of stuff sitting there, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do with it? I mean, besides donating it to Deuce's living room, which we would well. greatly appreciate. <laughs> uh, but I mean, what are you going to do with it if it's just sitting there? I mean, because you've got an SD store, which is amazing, by the way. How do they find that, Michael, by the way, your store on your website? Yeah, uh, it's on the michaelcarryart.com. That's where you can access it. All the prices are there. You can purchase. And uh, there's also an email section on the very bottom if there's something you don't find there that you do want. For example, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> then, you know, you can just write that Transformers. in Transformers. <laughs> Transformers. Yeah, because I didn't see that when I was looking. But I will say this to our fans out there. You really need to go to Michael Carry Art because of the main fact that your prices are amazing for what you're giving them because, you. like you were saying about those wraparound pieces, uh, those are amazing, and those are literally museum quality. And, I mean, yep. having a piece of artwork for the price you're charging in your home, that's astonishing. Like, I mean, because literally is a work of art. You don't have to frame it. It's already ready to hang. That's a it's good point, good go. actually, about the like, framing thing. Yeah, because it's, I didn't even think it's about already that. good that's because true. here's the problem. Okay, let's say That's I go to joeschmoesart.com and I buy a print and it's 10 bucks. That's great. Now I've got to go down to Michael's and buy a $30 frame for it, and then i got to hang it. And by that time, I've got $50 into it, which is what you're selling those pieces for, and they look 10 times better on your wall. Yep. 
we uh, we went through all these headaches of trying to figure out a way to lower the cost. That's why we do all the production ourselves because we turn around and we give that savings back to you guys because we know that art is freaking expensive and it's no joke. I mean, yeah. if you go to an art gallery, you can walk in there and see how many thousands of dollars it's <laughs> oh, worth. Yeah. I'm not yeah. joking. It yeah. is. Matter of fact, just I want to plug this. We just got our art into an art gallery in St. Augustine. Oh, really? Which art gallery, by the way? Yeah, um, it's called Cornerstone. It's right there on King Street. So yes, it is, and they're the ones that have all the uh, oh goodness, the artist of light. What's that guy's name? Yep. Um, all yep. his stuff is in there, and the only reason I know that is my parents for a long time had a condo there, and they got a lot of his art pieces. And, like, that is a creme de la creme. That is a no-bullshit art gallery. So getting yep. in there is, like, borderline congratulations. Smithsonian or something. Like, it is Thank a big you. deal. Yeah, it's huge. So congratulations, brother. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely top tier. Um, I, that was very exciting breaking news because that's what gives you establishment as an artist to yeah. show you what you're actually worth. Right. So I was real excited to be able to get that in there. And now you'll see on my website on the very bottom – I removed the prices from the prints and jaclays of the, of the, the ships. ships. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. ships are no longer available no. to buy as a jaclay because now they're in the art gallery. Now the art gallery takes ownership of that. So uh, if you still want a paper print of that, we can do that, though, because paper prints is a completely different product. So we can do right. that. But the jaclays are off the market. Wow, so. that's exciting, well, guys. Me, Seriously. Let me ask you an off-topic question. This is one of the ones you can feel free to dodge and say edit on. Um, <laughs> why didn't they take some of your others? Because I think your Star Trek ones would have sold great in there. Um, and also your other, like your Marvel prints and your, you know, your Transformer print. Like, you've got oh, yeah. so much great art. I, I don't know why they didn't just go kit and caboodle. Like, we want all of it. Well, half the other half of the gallery owners, and this is just being very broad, yeah. did want that. They actually did want those things, but the other half did not because you have to understand that type of market yeah. is what you're looking for. See, and that market is going to be an older crowd that's retired, yes. tourists, like my parents, the ones that are coming yeah. through St. Augustine. So if I do get a gallery, let's say at uh, Gods and Monsters, which is also where my art's showing, yeah. by the way. Congratulations. That's another amazing place. Gods and Monsters is an amazing, amazing a lot of fun. place to have your art at. That's at Artagon, yeah. And uh, they are they do have my Kylo Ren, my Finn, my Ray, Captain America, and Iron Man there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because that's just the market for that. I mean, it's a comic book shop, but it's also got a gallery in it because it's huge. Um, so that's it's just about marketing, about where you want to put things. You don't want to put those types of things on the, on the coast of a beach where you're not going to find that type of... Good point. Market, well, I understand those that. Can, those people can still like access his website, even though they see ships. Yeah, yeah. And they can still see the variety of those other beautiful pieces of Star Trek or Star Wars, or yeah. or see that they can get a commissioned piece. Yeah, but for I now that's too. just basically ships because right. the ships is what is it's going to sell in that market. And plus, you right. got to remember they've got the you know the artists of light over there and all those other artists. And and I understand where they're coming from yeah. because it kind of goes with their motif. With their yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think those two, the Star Trek ones you did for Sci-Fi Bartow, I think could hang along with any of those others and hang you know just as well and sell just as well, man. Because those. Mm -hmm. 
Those things are magnificent. Those two you did. I Thank mean, you. those well, are two of my favorite. I mean, besides Transformers one, because the I funny think it's thing the is, <laughs> you didn't even tell me. You were like, "Hey, I got something special I'm working for for Sci-Fi Bartow last year." You didn't even tell me, <laughs> well, and I'm me like, "Me and him talked about it a little." Oh, did you yeah, guys? We did. It, oh, I okay. mean, if you want to talk about that a little bit, because you would kind of hit me up and you're like, "Hey, what do you think's gonna sell?" And I'm like, "Star Trek, dude. Everybody here loves Star Trek. Do Star Trek." And he's like, "What should I do?" And I said. Do original series, do next gen, you're set. And then he he worked on it and then he showed it yeah. to me and I'm like, holy shit balls! Like when I saw this was the ten first... times better than anything I could have ever but, imagined. In my but head. when I saw it live in person, I was like, wow! Like like it's it's cool because like the pieces serve a purpose of like you can buy them together as a set if you yeah. want, and they actually well you need to. I mean, well yeah, that's the best way to buy it. both because it's like a duality and they fit together. It's perfectly. really cool how it works. We have had people that actually only want one or the other. Some yeah. people actually prefer their Kirk or their Picard. Yeah. And even though you buy it by yourself, it still ends in a way where you can enjoy the art piece by itself. Oh, sure. but definitely. But we recommend getting them both because right. if yeah. you love Star Trek, why not, right? That yeah. was right. the struggle, to be honest, because I, you know the original painting I wanted to do was, if you remember from the Star Trek movies where Picard and Kirk were riding on horseback, yeah, yeah. I was going to do that. And uh, <laughs> I had so much flack coming back from people like, don't you dare put them in no. the same painting. And I didn't realize that there was such hate for... Either one or. or the other captain. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, how do I make a series of paintings that go well together, you know, if you want both or if you want them separate? And that was really hard to do. And I was like, I want to do the like the Star Wars, the half and half faces, but I didn't want to do half Picard, half Kirk on one painting. So I had to think really hard on what to do. And if you go onto the website, you'll be able to see what I was able to accomplish is where you can put them up on the wall and they do complete a single profile face, but it is split from half Perfect. and half and you get the both ships on each side so it's really which cool. is awesome oh, and we got william shatner to sign our uh, small 11 by 14 yeah at megacom which i thought was awesome because the yeah. story i heard and i gotta throw out allegedly because i wasn't there <laughs> the story i heard was he was walking to go do his signing he saw the painting and said i've got to stop and walked over to talk to you guys, and then he signed it. Like, you didn't walk up to him. You didn't wait in line. He actually walked up to your booth because he said, I want to sign one of these. <laughs> That's a I, nice story. I, I, yeah, I wish. I like that story. I, I wish it was that awesome. I don't know. Maybe we should keep that story. I, I, yeah, like, it's allegedly. Like, you know, you say allegedly in front of it, it's totally true. So, at least that's what our uh, our legal department tells us. So, uh. it, But in, in, tr in truth, though, it was almost that awesome. Almost it was actually awesome. his production manager. Yes. The one that works for him, getting right. him to the into the signing booth. Right. That's the guy that came by our booth and was like, I really want to get this signed oh. by Kirk. I think it was Scott. Yeah. His name's Scott. Um, so he said, like, he I just... want to take it to him and have him sign it, like, for himself? Yeah. Or did he bring it, it back to you? Or He walked me straight to the front of the line. I didn't have to oh, wait. Oh, my God. How I mean, cool was it actually being it Captain amazing. James T. Kirk himself and having him sign your artwork? That's got to be, like, next really level cool. awesome. You know what the best part was is how nonchalant he was, dude. He's like, oh, do you want me to sign here? I can sign here. And I was like, well, can you do it in silver? Oh, yeah. I, I have a silver button. Let me it just the way he was talking, I mean, it he was, was just so was just chill. Like, like he was funny. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We gave him a print for him, of course. We, yeah. we were like, yeah, you know, I gave one to him. Print. And he said that I caught him. I caught him on his good side. On his good side. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> See, that's why like, you know. That's really funny. That for me. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that was, that's that was how quick he is. How witty he is. Because like that. That's that's 
that's that's that's funny. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. I've had in my mind actually two more to go with that, and that is you need to do the underside of the planet and do it like a four piece. And then oh. do one side Janeway with the Voyager, and the other side you need to do the Enterprise ship with the guy from Quantum Leap as the captain. Oh, yeah. So then you've got all four, and it's the full planet when you put them all four together, and you've got all four ships, so you kind of get all four series together. You don't get Deep Space Nine, but I, I yeah. think that Is that, that would be... Captain Planet, the fifth one in the middle? Oh, uh, okay. Or you could, I mean... <laughs> Maybe that's like the special collector's piece. Like, you've yeah. got to get the fifth one to kind of make the middle of the planet and have it, yeah. Like, oh. that'll be the special edition that you've got to pay extra for. See, marketing, right? right? Yeah. Like, so you Well, there's the a lot piece. of I mean, Benjamin Cisco fans. So, like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, DC Space Nine say, fans. I'll tell you, the people that we've actually had request the most was Janeway, and then yeah. right after that was Deep Space Nine with Cisco. Right. Right. It was ridiculous how many people were like, where's Janeway? Why don't you have Janeway? Oh. And I said, you know, I remember growing up, people hating Janeway, and I admired Janeway for being a tough, she was a tough woman, you know. Yeah. I liked her, you know, yeah. I, I respected her. for, And I also liked Voyager, just the ship in general. It was one of the first ships to go uh, warp 10. Right. So I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. And um, I don't know. I just I I always wanted to do Janeway to begin with, so just to hear that feedback. Was He's awesome. trying to get those paintings done, but with the whole gallery and the ship thing. Yeah, like, you've got so it, much going on. Let me, let me put oh, this. and then of course the other art piece that takes nine months to build also threw us for a loop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that definitely cut into some of your painting time, but the, also like when I vision in my head, I did. You know, you've got top left is Picard, top right is Kirk. Bottom left is Janeway, and then bottom right, you could do one that's interchangeable where it would be one with Deep Space Nine or one with Enterprise because there's a lot of Enterprise people. So you could make everybody happy and still have all four pieces oh, yeah. together, and it would work because you could interchange them. And if they just wanted like the Enterprise by itself, that one could still be interchangeable, and you could have it sitting to the side and still look right. Yeah, and did you did you grow up liking both Star Wars and Star Trek, or are you I just did? I I liked them for different reasons because I I saw Star Wars as a kid, which I think you have to do if you want to be a Star yeah. Wars fan. And I grew up on that, and I liked the action. But as I got older, because it was more like middle school when I started finding Star Trek, mm -hmm. and I really liked it for the stories because there were such uh, great stories, but they also told like really personal stories because for me star wars is more like a space opera it's more about the action and the characters but really star trek to me was more personal stories and it was almost like twilight zone in a lot of ways where it told big ideas like they were stories that had these big issues that they tried to conquer and talk about using science fiction which i think the best science fiction way does that like they they take an issue like say maybe racism or sexism, or some sort of big issue that's hard to tackle, but they wrap it with this kind of sci-fi uh, uh, shrink wrap that makes you ingest it either. Think of it like a sci-fi candy coating. Like, mm -hmm. it's easier to digest it if I've got a sci-fi trapping, but when I digest it, I get all these other ideas that make me think and make me really kind of you know, enjoy the characters, but think on a higher level than, say, a Star Wars. Not that Star Wars doesn't make you think, but Star Wars is more action-oriented and more... It's more of a grand scale. It, more of more a about grand scale planets, space the opera. And yeah. stuff and, and Star I think Trek Star Wars would do much better if they evolved more of their books into movies. 
even if they did them as like little mini series. Yeah, like, like a Netflix series or something. Yeah, I was, think that would be, be great because then you could learn more about the characters, mm-hmm. which is why because I think. I think Rebels did well. Oh, there's so many characters, and you only get so much time in a two-hour movie, you know? And there's so much to learn about stuff, too. Like, in the books, I had a friend that read a few of the Star Wars books, and they would tell me about them. And they're like, oh, you know, you have to go to the special cave to get the crystals that they use to empower the lightsabers. And how the dark side uses it, and it turns red because of the anger, because it's not red. And I'm like, really? I would have never thought of any of that because you just see the movie, you just see the cool lightsabers. Mew, yeah, mew, mew. and the newest book actually allegedly talks about that, like how all the lightsabers have different color and it's dependent on the user, but if the user is Sith, it automatically turns red and it also yes. deteriorates. That's why Kylo Ren's is all kind of jacked up looking because yeah. it's not supposed to be used by a Sith, so they start deteriorating, so that starts making them more jagged. And I'm like... Yeah. That's really cool. Why has yeah. a movie not talked it's about not this? In the movie. Yeah, I because know. I no offense, I I, I had a, a good conversation with our, our good friend David, who does all the um David Berger. David Berger, the author of the uh, Task Force yeah. Gaia series. And I said, I really want to read your books, but I am just so horrible about reading. Especially <laughs> books like it just literally if even for me to read a comic takes a while. Like, especially if it's, like, a graphic novel, like, just because it's hard for me to sit down and concentrate, and even with a comic, with pictures, it takes me a while, much less a book with words, so I'm not going to sit down and normally read a 300-page-plus book to get that little nugget, but you could put that nugget in a movie, and it'd take you 30 seconds to explain that, or a minute and a half. And And I wonder if it was already there, and then they cut it out because of time. Well, you know, they, they cut things out of movies sometimes that you go back and you go, why did they delete that scene and not this scene? This yeah. scene is dumb. They could have put this in and I would have understood better what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, prime- and with Star Trek, real quick, no, um, as I was a child, my mom used to love watching Star Trek and she would always invite me to watch it with her. And I would sit there for five minutes and I just wanted to run away. And it was just never interests me. Um, and when Michael and I were together and for the last couple years, he's been trying to get me into Star Trek and I warned him, I said, look, I, my mom tried, I just couldn't sit down and watch oh, it. Dude, I blew it. And I, he blew it. Cause he I showed me the first episode of next generation with Q and it was so freaking corny, dude. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> if I don't start making fun of this show, I'm going to get up and walk away. Dude, they had, like, these like mirrors in space and that, the string it, and the puppet little ship yeah. is going crazy and i'm it like was, honey i was like i really this should've. is exactly why i don't watch this it's just i'm not even drinking and i feel crazy watching yeah. <laughs> well that's almost why especially with shows like that and i also say that with doctor who like you need to go and talk to somebody and say what is a good first episode to show somebody because usually yeah. if you can get them hooked on one episode they'll like yeah. okay i want to start from the beginning i want to watch all of it but especially a show like next gen that first season is really choppy it's like rough. it yeah. is rough like you don't have to tell me yeah twice. like they've got guys in like more or less like skirts like they're these long like they're they look like skirts at the bottom the suits like because horrible shaking that's so yeah. fake in the in the thing everybody's like yeah oh, like that guy's not even shaking at the same pace He's, everybody else is yeah oh, so you kind of got to find a good episode to get somebody hooked to yeah. where they want to start at the beginning or sometimes you got to start on a second or third 
third season and go back because yeah. that's what he did after. Well, what I what I did was she I cut her off before she could say it. Okay. She actually did enjoy the first season of um, Voyager. Voyager. Mm. Because it, I mean, it's got I mean, Voyager was kind of good from the get go. Like I don't know how they did it, but like episode one kind of gets you hooked, like That's from the jump. Happened. Yeah. And uh, if the if you watch it again, I don't know if you've been if it's been as long as it has been for me. Like it's been a way fifteen years, twenty years <laughs> yeah. since I've watched it. Right. We went back just the intro to the show. Yeah. It's fantastic, dude. Yeah. Going through the rings and like the rocks flying off. And oh the, yeah, and the dude, music, oh, the, and music the music in Star or in Star Trek orchestra. has always been good. The, the orchestral track. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely Mr. beautiful. Mr. Jerry Goldsmith. Rest in peace. And then the whole storyline about them getting, you know, put all the way into the other side of, you know, the galaxy, galaxy. and they can't get back. And then they have the opportunity to get back, which she sacrifices willingly to not get back in the first episode. Just the first episode. Well, and that's showing... what I was telling him. I said, I like to write stories. It's something I've done all my life is I write short stories and I like writing kids stories and things like that. Um, which I do actually have a book published on Amazon's Kindle. It's called Henry the Caterpillar. And the artwork is done all by Michael Carey. <laughs> it's all Prismacolor pencils. It's beautiful. Oh, awesome. They should go check yeah. it out. So if you have Kindle, you can borrow it for free. And if you don't have Kindle, you should buy it. But anywho, <laughs> um, I like Shameless stories. Plug there. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I love stories. I love writing stories. And so he's telling me how beautiful Star Trek is and how these stories are so in debt. Like you're saying, Deuce, you know, the stories mm. and how they attack certain um, topics in, in stories. And so when he showed me that first episode, I'm like, I just, I can't see it. I can't get past the visual that's like killing me. So when he started with the other seasons, then I was like, okay, now I can see stories. Now I... I see mm. how they're attacking certain situations. You start to see why you fall in love with certain characters and why you hate certain characters. And they're developing pretty quickly, but still pretty nicely, which is enjoyable because if you don't develop a character correctly, you'll get bored. Yeah. And speaking of pretty nice, is paying some bills. So we're going to do that real quick, and we'll be back <laughs> with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Free Play Florida. Guys, you do not want to miss it. It is one of the greatest conventions going on today. And it's all about retro gaming, which is something here at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce we absolutely love and adore. They've got all your retro game favorites from classic consoles to also your favorite classic arcade cabinets. And don't forget that the... Happy, Happy Hour with, with Johnny, Johnny and Deuce is the official podcast. And, of course, your boy Deuce is the voice of Free Play Florida. You don't want to miss it. Johnny, when is Free Play Florida? It's going to be November 11th through the 13th, 2016 at the beautiful Double Trier Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Johnny, who all is going to be there? We've got the amazing CEO and spokesperson for Sega, Nathan Barnett, as well as video game historian Walter Day, and creator of some of the biggest titles, Rampage, Xenophobe, 
Disc of Tron, Satan's Hollow, Star Trek Voyager, and many more. Mr. Brian Colon, pinball designers Gary Stern and Jersey Jack will be there on display with their beautiful pinball machines. Player of the Century and star of King of Kong, Billy D. Mitchell, and world record holders Richie Knuckles and Todd Rogers will be there on display. And speaking of world record holders, there's going to be multiple world record attempts going on that weekend on a ton of different games. You don't want to miss it. You want to be there at the Doubletree by Hilton in Orlando. November 11th to the 13th. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. back with happy hour with Johnny Deuce and I actually wanted to pick up right where you left off because you're right like I think you almost have to be a little bit older to appreciate Star Trek in some ways because of the storytelling but once you kind of get hooked you really kind of want to see what happens because I I, and just we'll tell our little Star Trek stories I got hooked on next gen when I was in middle school and as soon as I started seeing that it was like every Sunday I watched it I even taped it on VHS tape because WTOG 44 out of Tampa played it every weekend. So I, yeah, yeah. Th- and that was how I would watch it on WTOG 44, which is now the CW. And, um, antenna on top of the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. It turns. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, I'd watch it, you know, every weekend. And then, you know, after a little while, is, I think it was season four or five, is when they started doing Deep Space Nine and they were back to back. So you'd watch Next Gen. And Deep Space Nine was afterwards, and then follow that through a little bit more. Next Gen ends, and that's when Voyager started. And that's kind of what got me hooked on it. And I'll be the first to admit, even though Sean Serdinsky himself hates it when I say this, I've never watched the original series. Now, I've watched all the Star Trek movies, but I've never seen any of the show. And he's like, you need to watch that show. Like, (laughs) you need to watch it. He's like, you know, I understand the effects are kind of cheesy and things like that. But, like, to have an appreciation, you got to know where you came from, you know. And I keep telling him that's one of the things I'm going to do. And I loved Enterprise. I thought Enterprise was an amazing show. Watched a whole run on UPN. And I'm kind of glad that we're getting new Star Trek from CBS coming very, very soon. And I'm very excited about it. I'm hoping it's going to be really good and Brian Fuller who did Hannibal and all those other great great shows uh you know uh Pushing Daisies he's doing it and uh I'm excited because I'm ready for more Star Trek just because of the mere fact the J.J. Abrams movies and Justin Lin who did the last one Star Trek Beyond they're okay but I don't think you can tell the story you need to in two hours that you can tell in a weekly series. Like, oh, yeah. you got to, like, get invested in the characters. And that's kind of my problem with Star Wars. Like, I love Star Wars. They're great movies. But you need to be invested in the characters. And you can't do that. But when you've got, you know, 13, 15 episodes, say if it's a Netflix series or something like that, you can really get invested. And that's Star Wars Rebels on Disney, even though I hate to admit that I watch a Disney Channel animated show for kids. What's wrong with that? It's great. <laughs> like, it's really good, and it gives you a lot of, like, it's filling in the gaps. And, of course, 
now that Disney owns Star Wars, all of that is canon. And uh, even they, they included Clone Wars. All the Clone Wars is canon, and I want to go back and watch that. Like that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff sci-fi-wise you can go back and watch now. And to segue into that, Johnny, what do you think about the uh, the Netflix series of Star Wars that they're talking about? I'm not sure what this is. Ex- I'm so excited if it happens. I, I give me give me a give me a little okay, uh, cliff so notes. So cliff notes version. Uh, Lucas before he sold everything had this series he wanted to do. He wanted to do a live action series and it was going to be called Star Wars Underworld and it was going to be all about the underworld of the planet that the Empire's on, which is do you know what the name of that is where the Emperor lived? Um, same place they were going to do the video game, the level 1701 or whatever it was. Um, I don't Coruscant. 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 Yeah. It was going to be all about the underworld, and it was going to be kind of graphic. Like, it was going to be about mobsters and the huts and, like, kind of more Sweet. of an adult-oriented show. Like a Sopranos version. Like of- a Sopranos <laughs> meets Star Wars, if you right. will, with yeah. all these characters. I do remember now yeah, hearing about with this. With all these characters, and supposedly, because it, they're still there at the Skywalker Ranch, he wrote over 100 episodes, and they're nice. all sitting there, all the scripts, and yeah. supposedly Disney has kind of gone back and is looking at these scripts and they have, you know, tossed around the idea of doing a Netflix show because Netflix did the – they ended on Cartoon Network Clone Wars. I don't know why because Cartoon Network's a smart network, but they said they didn't want to do it. And Netflix picked it up and said, you know what, you, I know you've got one more season in you. Let's do it together. And they did it. And then Disney, once they bought everything, said, look, this is all canon. We're keeping this. Um, and now I think I don't know if you can watch Rebels on Netflix yet. I know you Not can yet. get the di- the disc, but um, I I don't see why Disney doesn't do something with them because Disney has done so much with their Marvel properties. I mean, we're all big fans of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage uh-huh. and Daredevil. Um, they yeah yeah they know that they make yeah. a great product. So Anytime I don't know why they wouldn't that. do that. Anytime someone says Netflix original series now, I get like chills up my spine. Yeah, like, it's like, what is it going to be? Because it's going to be amazeballs. Like, yeah, no matter what it is. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, like even things I never thought I'd watch, like Stranger Things, blow oh. up and they're amazing. Oh, I can't wait for part two. Oh. They've already been filming it. Well, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to well, lie because that first season was so good. I don't know how yeah. you're going to top that, but... Um, well, they shouldn't top it, but they should keep it going. And that they would need be- to keep it going because, like, I, and a prime example I use all the time is my mom. She's in her 60s. She watched it, and she loved it. And she's like, it came right up to the line for me with horror because she's not a horror fan. But yeah. she's like, it came up right to the line where it's scary, but it's not over the top. And she watched the whole thing. And I was, I was actually very proud of my mother on that because she watched <laughs> it, and she loved it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't see why they don't say, look, let's do this with Star Wars. Because, A, if you're only putting out one movie a year, like, you need to kind of fill in those gaps. And you kind of need to keep people's interest going. Because when you only do one movie a year, people, it'll start to wane. Because look at the Marvel movies. There's like three, four Marvel movies a year now to kind of keep people's interest going. So you need something to kind of stock that fire. And I think Netflix would be a great way to do it. And I, 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 like you guys said, I want it to build on the characters and let's, let's see more of their backstory. I know we're not going to see like Ray and Finn and all the main characters, but yeah. there's so many side characters in the Star Wars universe you could make a story out of 
Oh, yeah. That, you know, you could take those characters, and plus they can build the contract around because it is Disney. Hey, oh, they're going to be in this story, but they're also going to have, like, they're going to be in this next movie for 10 minutes, or they're going to, well, you know. Well, prime example of that is the uh, the Defenders. Correct. Right? The, how many times did they mention Captain America's shield or Thor's hammer or whatever? But they never made any cameos or appearances. No. You don't I, need to. There are characters that are in the background but they keep you tied. Same thing with Shield. I, yeah. I don't think I think one of you two is not a fan of Shield. I don't remember. I love Marvel's Agent of Shield. I don't think you've watched it, have you? Or did I've you seen watch the first it? season. Yeah, it's Holy it's got way better, right so now, better. Ghost Rider, Ghost Freaking Rider Ghost is Rider. the tits, man. And the Cassie tits. Really good. Oh, yeah. We were afraid. I thought they were gonna put a character that I was just like, please don't do that. And then when we looked at the show. We were actually we at night we try to catch up on our shows, so like we we have two computers running and the TV because it's like catch up everything at night. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, Ghost Rider pops out, and we all froze and looked up and went, "Yeah, holy shit, well, that Ghost, looks hot." I, I started yeah because I started a painting of Ghost Rider and I haven't finished him yet. Really? Got, the oh, new yeah. one? He's, the he's new one? Sliding, yeah, he's sliding with the bike going sideways and you see him all the way kind of like in the distance and he's got the chain swinging around and the chain's coming all the way up in your face kind of like my wonder woman where the the rope comes out in front right and uh, it, it i've been wanting to finish it but i just kind of let it die out after the movies of ghost rider and seeing the the shields the marvin agents the shield with the uh, ghost rider man oh my <laughs> maybe yeah, that could awesome. be another dual piece you've got ghost rider johnny blaze on one side and you've got the new guy in the dodge hemi or well the dodge coming by with the other side, you know, you could kind of that might be another new duality piece for you, where you got both Ghost Riders. I love that fact that whatever the Ghost Rider rides turns in like into his ride, yeah, you know, with the flames and the and the parts, the hints that they made in the show where he's like, uh, you know, you know, are you inhuman? Yeah, and I'm not spoiling anything, but but he says stuff like that where he's like, no, I sold my soul, and I'm yeah. like. Oh. I'm like, yeah, Shield. Yeah, y'all going on a whole nother level. Here. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, no, I, I, I sold my soul to the devil. Like, and they're like, yeah, whatever. And then he starts turning right. stuff on fire. But I, yeah. like I said, man, I think that'd be a great duality piece because I'm not gonna lie. My Ghost Rider is and always will be Johnny Blaze on the motorcycle. And when they start showing this guy in a muscle car, I'm like. Screw this, man. Like, I ain't about this. And then I watch the first three episodes. I'm like, uh -huh. okay, you've got my attention, okay, sir. Yeah. Like, I am, I'm very interested in your story, especially the stuff with, you know, his brother. And, like, I'm really interested and involved in this story now. And I'm like, I I think I might like this new Ghost Rider better than the old one, which oh, is yeah. a huge deal for me because I grew up my bread and butter one of my all-time favorites was Johnny Blaze, so I'm like, yeah. to like another Ghost Rider for me is a big deal. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I feel the same exact way about, I always wish I could make a cosplay about Ghost Rider, but there's no freaking way you can light your head on fire and survive. Okay, I know I'm a costume designer, but that's a little on the left yeah. side. <laughs> you would almost have to have some sort of like propane thing where it would keep keep it a, a blaze but you can only keep uh because i had god rest his soul a good friend that actually did stunts and one of the things is like the, the yeah the gel and it, the longest it will last is three minutes yeah. and then anything longer that. than three minutes you're looking at like serious burn damage so yeah. it's like if they lit him completely on fire oh. it was like he they had like literally almost like one of those big nfl countdown clocks yes. in the background like click 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 because once it got anywhere past two they're like 
get them out, get them out, get them out, because, yeah. you know, they can't do it any longer than that. So oh, yeah. it I would know. be hard as a cosplay. That'd make a wicked cosplay, bro. It'd be like, look, I could do this, but only for 30 seconds. <laughs> and then, like, get all your pictures. Come and then... outside from the convention building. Exactly. I have 30 seconds to show this cosplay. And then you've got, like, a NASCAR team of guys with, like, fire extinguishers, like, putting you out. Yeah. It would be great, but it'd be great for, like, 30 seconds. Heck yeah. It'd be the greatest fog. Snapchat ever, basically. Yeah. So. <laughs> you got all this fog, and you just hear this chains and the, and yeah. the spurs on the boots coming out from the fog. When you come out. See all this costuming I have to work on now? Yeah. Oh, dude. It'd be amazing. That and Spawn, because Spawn is the other character that, that Michael is dying for me to finish up for him. Well, definitely, because that's another great character, and I'm hoping now that Marvel's got the... Not the rights, but they're kind of co-opting with Sony the rights with Spider-Man and Marvel's helping with the Spider-Man movie. I, I yeah. know this new one we won't get him, but I'm hoping once we get our second Spider-Man movie with this new Spider-Man from Civil War, that we'll get. You know, I I want to see you know Spawn. I want to or not Spawn. I want to see Venom, and I also want to see um, Carnage. Like I want to see all those characters. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Universal wants that because they want yeah. everybody to know who the hell's sure. running around on the ride. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love how they're trying to fall into these uh, supernatural roles now, like where they've got the uh, the Ghost Rider and the Marvel's Agents of Shield, which I know is just leading up to the the uh, Doctor Strange is coming out. Oh so yeah. That's what they're doing. I'm you very excited about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, because in, in Agents of Shield, sorry to go back to that, but I, I just I Agents of Shield always plugs in things mm. that are going in the movies, like oh, yeah. when when Fury and all the things that were happening with the uh, the overtake of um, Hydra. They were plugging all that into Shield the entire time, they and were. so if you weren't caught up with the Marvel movies, you're gonna fall behind on the Shield, not understanding why are they talking about what they're talking about. Actually, we had to stop watching. Shield we did stop because watching because we didn't War. we didn't watch Civil War yet, so we had to stop. Yeah, and, uh, I know they're gonna do the same thing with with Doctor Strange. It's gonna be the, the same thing. Now the supernatural is starting to come out, and so I'm freaking loving it. Is Doctor Strange one of your favorite characters, Johnny? Because I can't help but see that character kind of be connected in some way to. Johnny, uh, you know, uh, it's I've just been, because he's got to go tea. That's well, the only he, reason. <laughs> well, no, I've I've been told that a lot too. I've been told I should cosplay as him as well. Um, Actually, you'd kill it in a cosplay yeah, as him. Cosplay It'd be a lot of work, but I think cosplay wise, you yeah, kill it. Yeah, I think well, we, I am a costume designer. Hint, hint. Well, we should get together and do that. That would be cool because, like, uh, I, I've always like I liked the character growing up, um, and it, it was it's always one of those things where it's like. It's like it's almost like the whole Coke or Pepsi debate. It was like Marvel or DC when I was younger, and it was like it depends. Well, yeah, most of the time it was Marvel because it was like you know X Men, X Men, X Men was my jam. You know, they were my jam, and I and I collected Spider Man like it was going out of style back in the day. I love Spider Man, and um, you know, so much alike. It's it's awesome. I loved it. I mean, I have like a. Web, I uh, proudly in in the studio, and you've seen before, but like I have a, a web of Spider-Man uh, number one, proudly displayed because that was like the first foray into Spider-Man comics that I ever read was the web. Which of I remember correctly, you got from actually Main Street. Yeah, uh, comics and memorabilia. Yeah, he actually had it there, and I was like, oh, cool! I remember reading this as a kid, you know, and, and it kind of re sparked my interest uh, for Spider-Man because Spider-Man. There's so many different variations of Spider-Man, and different people do different takes on Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you know the 
the, the Web of Spider-Man series and the, and the Spectacular Spider-Man back in the day were amazing. And Sensational Spider-Man, there was a lot of them. I think that was, that was a little bit of the issue. There were so many books. Yeah, it got to a point, like, literally where there was, like, six Spider-Man books a month. And it's like, if you're a kid, you can't buy that six was tough books. To, like, keep <laughs> Hell, even as an adult now, you can't buy all those books. And right. now that yeah. the comic book companies are paring them down, like, now I think there's only... Two or three Batman books a month, and two or three Spider Mans. Like they've pared well, them down way. To, way down. to be honest, the only I wasn't. A, I guess I wasn't a huge DC fan growing up. To be fair, I, I like Superman to a point. I love Batman, but Batman was really dark, so I couldn't read him. It was my parents who wouldn't let me read him. So it wasn't until I was older that I found the Frank Miller Batman stuff, and and then I was in love with the character. But I I can never really sit here and be and pretend like I've been this huge DC fan my whole life because I haven't been. Because DC, I felt like DC always kind of tackled a lot more mature things, um, and just like the characters are really crazy and psychotic, you know. And what do you mean in DC? DC, yeah, like a Batman, like you know, just the the Joker and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of things that happened in the in the DC universe that was you know kind of crazy and wild um, I think the Gotham's because I'm I'm a psychological type person so yeah. Gotham tends to be all about psychological villains and I that's something I've always loved growing up especially Scarecrow which I hate Scarecrows but I love that character I, I think that I think what really got me into DC though was the Batman the animated series that was really what kind of made me go yeah. oh all right this is amazing, and I still I still love it today. I have like the first season right there in our studio, sitting there, and I watch it a bunch of times in the background or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, it is still so great. It's so great. It holds up really well. Um, but now, as I feel like as I've gotten older, I respect DC more. You know, I I still think DC has still done a poor job overall um, with Superman. Uh, and then in retrospect, like I feel like that that character just they haven't nailed it yet. Um, mm-hmm. but like I love the stuff they've done with the television with Flash and Constantine's been fantastic and oh, and you know uh, Supergirl and and uh, was it the League of Tomorrow Legends of Legends Tomorrow. of Tomorrow but like the television stuff has been fantastic and to give credit where credit is due to Supergirl the first two episodes of the season of Supergirl on the CW had Superman that is in Probably my the opinion, best the best portrayal I've ever seen of Superman because when I grew up as a kid, I loved DC. Like, up until probably late middle school, I was a DC guy. And still, my hands-down favorite hero is Superman. Like, I just loved him because he was just this big country fit. Thank you, sir. He was <laughs> uh, Michael Carey there himself. Is you couldn't see Super- on the camera, you can't but yeah. see it, but he's, he's wearing a Superman shirt. But he was like this big country-fed farm boy, Polk County boy. Like, hey, you know, I've got this good moral code. I'm a giant Boy Scout. But I've literally, he could go up and kill or hurt any person he wanted. But he's like, no, like, I have this strict moral code. I'm this Boy Scout. Like, I'm going to do things the right way, the American way. And, like, I had a lot of respect for him. So I, I it's still today, he is my hands-down favorite hero because I, I loved him so much. So I, as a kid, I read a lot of Superman I read a lot of Batman as when I got older, a friend of mine said, hey, you know, DC is good, but you need to try Marvel. And I did. And then I fell in love with the X-Men and Wolverine and the Punisher. And I kind of got into that. But to me, it's still a very I walk a fine line of what I like because there's certain characters in the DC universe I love. And the CW is killing it, man. Like they're killing it with Flash or killing it with Arrow, Legends Tomorrow. Supergirl, thank God she came home to the CW because they are just that show is 
the best show you're not watching. It's my Monday night ritual now. It's so much fun, and I love it. And plus, I can watch it, and then I can watch Monday Night Football, which I love. Um, but it's it's great that I can watch it, and it's so much fun. And they've kind of brought back what I don't like in the DC comic universe. I call it the murderverse because it's everybody's getting killed. Yeah, it's so dark. And I'm like, no, like true. Superman <laughs> should not be this dark. Like there's like Batman can be that dark, but not yeah, Superman. I love yeah. And, and the Gotham TV show, I, I, I stopped watching middle of the first season, but I need to go back and rewatch it like over the summer because everybody said you it's do. amazing and it's a great it's show. Really good. Yeah. And I love all the actors. So, you know, I, I'm I right still th- think Flash is the best thing on TV. Like I, I think Flash is it's got everything you need because like I give Bran- I give Brandy as a perfect example she was never she was never a big comic book reader growing up like she she was around it a lot but she never really read it and i i told the story on the podcast before about how like one day i was watching flash uh on tv and she's usually brandy and i like to hang out in the same room while you do playing video games or should be reading fan fiction or whatever but we're in the same room or whatever so i was watching flash and all of a sudden i hear her sniffling I'm like, are you okay? And she was crying because she was she's been watching the Flash this whole time, and it evoked oh such God. emotion on her. And I was like, she goes, we have to watch the show together now. And I'm like, oh sweet. Aww. So it's like it gets people that aren't necessarily like comic book fans and gets them hooked on these characters because it's just about the stories and and I think the Flash has heart, it has the comedy, it has the cool characters, the geeky, the geeky weird. You know, we're all social outcasts kind of thing. We all can relate to that kind of feeling, but also has like great special effects. Like, yeah, I like the special effects. They've taken Dude, a lot from. Dude, the shark. The shark yeah. guy was awesome. Well, wow. I thought Grodd was awesome. Yeah. I thought Grodd was fantastic. Like he... the fact that you, I mean, to use a character like Grodd, and that's what I love about the Flash. The Flash kind of embraces its comic book roots because any other show would be like, no, we're not having a talking telepathic gorilla. Like, no. But they're like, they made it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna do that, yeah. and not only we're we gonna do that, it's gonna be awesome. He's gonna be your new favorite character. He looks good. It yeah, he looked looks good. good, and it was awesome. And like uh, the CW, and all the credit to them, all the writers, like they make it work to where you can stomach it as even a non-comic book fan. But it's it's fun, and it's and that's what I love about it. Like the CW yeah. comic universe, it, I think is my favorite comic book universe going, which I hate to say because I love the Marvel universe with the movies. I love the Netflix shows, but when it comes to like week to week, like prime example tonight, when we get done taping on Tuesdays, as soon as I get home, I've got the flash tape and I'll watch it. Like I don't wait until Wednesday to watch it. I've got to watch it that night because well, it's my favorite. Flash is we were actually not even going to watch it because we're like flash. Really? Yeah. That character has his yeah. own show. Oh, he can move really fast. Oh, he's really yeah. fast. Let's see how fast he can go on his first episode. <laughs> well, I was never a really big fan of flash growing up and, uh, green arrow was actually one of the ones I appreciated more than flash. But overall, Superman was the only one I cared about, and then Batman after that. So, as far as DC goes, X Men was really my main universe. But yeah. that that was where that's why Superman and I, I wanted to. I didn't want to interrupt you, Deuce, but I was no. going to say you did such a great job of versing and understanding of what Superman represents, and that that tells me that you have a passion for that character just like I do. Yeah, he does have that. That like you said, I love that Boy Scout. What you you the described him as, and man, I'm telling you, I struggle with that day to day in my life of 
understanding what the right decision to make is not always the easiest. Mm -hmm. And that's what he goes through on all his things that he goes through. I mean, he, I don't think he ever killed anyone in the, in the comic books. Did he, I know, I think uh, Wonder Woman did. Wonder Woman killed somebody. If I remember correctly, his whole thing was like, I won't kill anybody. We're going to take him in and we're going to try and rehabilitate him. Yeah. And Batman was kind of the same way. That's the reason why Batman never used guns, and that's kind of the way they got along because they both had this kind of understanding. Right. But you got to understand, if you're Superman, you're standing in a situation, it's like, I could just kill this guy and be done with the situation, and nobody's going to get hurt. But he's like, I'm going to have to outthink this guy because I don't want to hurt him because he could be rehabilitated. He might have a family. There might be people depending on this guy i can't just go there and snap his neck which is one of my biggest problems with man of steel at the end when he snaps zod's neck i was like what that yeah i was like what the f is this like this is not my superman like my superman would have you know pummeled him and taken to super jail or whatever but you know that's the new superman which is for the new generation and you're just basically teaching the new generation that honor and morals are out the window and that sucks yeah and and, and that's superman the- was built that way thanks to i mean i'm sure like inside of all of us we have a good nature but it's thanks to the family that he landed on earth that raised him to be a certain way because he's supposed if you to be think ruler about of it, earth yeah he's supposed to be he could have landed yeah in somebody else's family who would have taught him to be exactly who he was superman you know and take over everything well that's Instead, actually he got the nice little country family yeah that raised him with good morals that taught him you know what's right from wrong and and explained to him when he did encounter those situations of growing into being superman that it's okay and learn how to balance that into a good nature. Because they could have taught him to be completely evil. I mean, he could have blinked and killed whoever he wanted. Yeah. Seriously. And that's the thing. Like, one of my favorite stories, and I'm sure you can find it, and John is going to get mad at me from Main Street Comics and Memorabilia for not uh, uh, knowing the name of this title. But basically, it was the same thing. Because literally, if he had landed uh, 30 seconds earlier, he would have left and landed in a different country. And this story is all about him landing in Russia. It's called the Red Sun. The Red Sun. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. And uh, like, it's all about if he had became Superman in Russia, and a Russian family had found him. And it is completely night and day different. I, I recommend anybody that's a Superman it's a, it's fan. It's a standalone read. Yeah. You don't have to know anything at all. And it's not a long read either. It's not it's long. Great. Either. It's you pick a it up, great, great one self contained story, but it's mind blowing to see the differences and and how he was raised in Russia as opposed. Not that we're starting a political debate here, but no, 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 no. not at all. But like literally, it, because. It was something I never thought of. It was like if the the spaceship had landed, I, I think it's like a minute or 45 seconds right. earlier, he would have landed in Russia, not Kansas. And it was like this little minute detail changes everything. So Wonder Woman's different. Batman is completely different. All the other uh, heroes around him are different. And the Rogue's Gallery is different. And when I read that story, I was like, wow, I never... Stop mm-hmm. to think what happens if he does not mm-hmm. land in Kansas, and if his mother is not, you know, Martha, or you know, Martha and Pa Kent, you know, both of them. And I was like, wow, I never, I never even thought about this. And I'm, like I said, I've been a, a Superman fan forever. Watch all the seasons of Smallville. I, I, yeah, I think too. the best portrayal ever, besides Tom Welling, because I love Tom Welling's portrayal. Me too. I don't know why they didn't make him in the movie at all. I, I don't either. I, personally, especially when they did Superman Returns, I'm like, you've got a perfectly good 
uh, <laughs> Superman on the sidelines, it's like, why do you get a brand new guy to play quarterback when you've got one you've already know that yeah. can do it? Um, but they, you know, they used him, which is fine. And then the the one in the CW show, and I wish I could tell you his name, uh, was amazing and it's perfect. And I hope he comes back. And I really, really, really hope not only he comes back, I hope he gets his own spinoff because they've still got one other night of the week, Friday, that's wide open. But I really feel with the characters we've seen, we're going to get a Young Justice show on CW. Wow. I don't know if we're going to get it next year. I don't know if it's going to be the year after. But I can tell you, with all you know, Young Flash, you know, Artemides, uh, now we've got the new Young uh, Marvin the Manhunter. Uh, all these younger characters that would build up Young Justice sitting there on the CW I'm like if you don't make this a TV show you guys are just you've lost your damn mind you know they probably have and that ties us all back into the flash where where you were talking Johnny because yeah. the flash is such an awesome just like we talked about with Star Trek this is all tying together this there's a reason behind all this it's psychological yeah. yes it is very psychological <laughs> Star Trek does a thing where they explain everything through science and i love that they try to explain how these molecular uh, devices work and 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 splash they do the same exact thing they explain why these things are happening or how you can can alter something that's that's going on that they're trying to defeat and in yeah. science and i'm like this is amazing they're actually giving some background that you can grip onto to get your teeth sunk into yeah, because uh, the Star Lab sits there, and Cisco and, yeah. and Daniel Pam Baker's character, uh, you know, explains everything to you in a way that you can digest it. Where you're like, oh, okay, well, this is in a pseudoscience, and it's something I can understand. I can actually kind of uh, ingest and and make sound like it makes sense. Because with some of these characters and their powers, you'd be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But it's <laughs> right. like once a pseudoscience explained it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is why this guy got this power, and this is why the yeah. guy got that power. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Okay, all of a sudden, we're all scientists watching the Flash, <laughs> yeah. which is fine yeah. with me. <laughs> i tell you one thing, though. Uh, this is only made – I love competition because, it, you know, it, it, uh, it, it, it like, strengthens creativity. People are like, oh, well, what's better, DC or Marvel? And now they're all, like, trying to outdo each other, which is always always, always going to be good for the fans. Cause for the, the fan, consumer. Yeah. For the consumer because they're always going to get, like, the best efforts from these people. Um, <laughs> and uh, speaking of good efforts, uh, we have um, an awesome event that you're gonna, you guys are going to be at. Uh, well, Michael, you're going to be at. Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Can you tell the fans more about that? Yeah, the the Comic Fest Halloween yep. block party. It's gonna be it's gonna awesome. It's gonna be freaking amazing. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's gonna amazing. be even if you just come out to hang out, it's gonna be well worth your time because we're gonna have the street clothes and you're gonna have DJ Vader get, providing entertainment. Uh, we're gonna be able to do some things with the uh, I don't know. Are we gonna do the? We may do a raffle. There may be a raffle. Okay. Okay. Right. Stay tuned for that. So, it's in the air, exactly. Yep. So we'll see on 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 what happens. We'll have How, candy. Yeah, we're gonna have candy. There you go. <laughs> Who doesn't love candy? <laughs> um, Heck yeah. There are some new pieces I have in the works too. Nice. I wanted to talk about them. I I haven't um haven't said anything on on social media yet. Uh, but you have seen at MegaCon if you saw me at MegaCon, you would have seen my Superman painting that I was working on. So very soon that Superman's gonna be done. I also did a Halloween piece with Scooby Doo. Uh, Shaggy, Scooby-Doo, Luigi, uh, the Boo, King Boo. 
Um, and also Haunter, Haunter and Ghastly's Gaston. in it as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting piece. Uh, it's so, definitely a Halloween piece. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's Halloween based, and uh, Shaggy, Scooby, and Luigi just seem like they go to well go well together. So I did that piece. <laughs> um, so Superman, you've got Scooby, you've got um, what else am I working on? I've got. I told you about the Ghost Rider painting. There's also uh, about the Alien. Oh, I have Alien. I actually did um, one of the aliens from Alien. Yeah. Which, which one? One or two? Alien. No, it's the first Alien. From the first one. Yeah, the first Alien. And uh, I, I don't. Did you see that one? I did that one for SuperCon. Um, but I have a lot of my paintings. I get started and I don't finish them. Um, and it's uh, it's usually the fans that push me to want to finish things when they tell me, hey, what happened to this right. painting that you're working on? And I tell the fans all the time when they come by the table, do not forget to stalk him on yeah. Facebook. Yep. You gotta hit He's me. got a Facebook forward slash Michael Carey dot art. Yeah. C-A-R-E-Y. So it's Facebook.com Michael Carey dot yeah, forward slash Michael Carey dot art. Yeah. Um, and Definitely you'll find go on there, there for sure. Yeah. You'll see me there. I did a live video here recently, too. Um, and I was showing my paintings on how I, I showed you the studio. I was also showing you how I prepare for a show and how I start my paintings and what I work from. Uh, so you can see how I throw together compositions on the on the Photoshop so you can understand where I'm coming from. And when he's I colorblind. Something. Yeah, and I, I well, you don't have any surprises. No, they got to know this. <laughs> no, yeah. that is amazing. So you do all of your art and you're colorblind? How do you I'm figure that shit out? Yeah. He's colorblind to red and green. Red and green. So, oh. so when he's doing his <laughs> yeah. reds and greens, I am his biggest critic. And he'll fight me sometimes tooth and nail that that's not red or pink. And I'm like, yes, it is. It's pink. There's pink there. And <laughs> I don't paint. So now I had to learn how to paint by telling him what color he needs to cover that with so that those colors aren't where they don't belong holy hell man that's like a that's like that's a big bomb to drop like i never knew that (laughs) because no offense your art is amazing and like i said i'm fighting tooth and nail to get some to put in my living room but like (laughs) seriously that's a big deal because being colorblind and doing the amazing art that you do that that is huge (laughs) thank you very much I, someone told me that they said, oh, that explains why your art's so vivid. Like, <laughs> I was like, I have to know it's red by doing that out of the red bottle. Yeah. So it, it's definitely going to be red. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's definitely going to be red or it's definitely going to be green. There's no, like, yeah. shades yeah. of in between, I guess. I get those bright colors. But he can see the shades. Yeah. Because I asked yeah. him one day, well, how the hell do you know you're going from a red to an orange? I don't because. I mean, how am I supposed to know? I was born with it, so I'm not like I know really what you guys see. I just know that we did the testing twice. Twice. Twice we did the testing, and both times it said red and green. I was colorblind too. I was like, well, I don't. I'm. I can get around it by just. I don't know. I just somehow I can pick it out. He says it's just shades. Like it's red, and then it starts getting lighter, and as it gets lighter, it's still red. I'm like, no, it's orange. Yes, that's where it gets me. Yeah, I think it's still red or pink, and she's telling me it's orange, and that's where it gets me, and that's. So every artwork usually takes about twice as long as it yes. should. So if you see something, that's what's, what's going on. Yeah, Even my Iron Man, I'm looking at it right now. I think some of the smoke still has I, pink in I it. I took that pink out. I made sure you took away the pink. I was painting the smoke from his uh, from the flame coming right. out. It was supposed to be yellow and orange. It was like pink. It was pink. <laughs> he goes, hun, what do you think of Iron Man? I go, is he losing color as he goes up? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, the smoke is pink. He had like pink, Where? Where's pink, the pink, pink streamers coming out. <laughs> it was a special pride day that day, yeah. and he decided that he wanted yeah. to pop the pink smoke. So yeah. 
No, but no, that's amazing that you can do that because, like I said, all your pieces, especially I'm thinking of the pieces right now, like with the captains and everything, because, like, the engines in the back are kind of this orangey red, and, like, you get a lot of really, really good colors in there. So to be able to do that and not see those colors, dude, that that's amazing, man. Like, seriously, that's top-notch work, man. Sometimes it's my eyeballs, but his hands. Yeah. Hey, you know, however you make it work, man. You know, it, it takes a village, if you will. They so. call that. They call that. They call that Wednesday night uh, yeah. at my house. So. Oh man, it's it's work, but it's worth it because, and then sometimes it's hard for him because you know he wants to give up because it's just like it's too much. You know, sometimes. Right. Like I know with the the Kylo Ren piece, it has to have. Well, that red. had it been hard. From his saber, but you don't want it just to be red because then yeah, you don't like want it to be blood. bright red because blood right. red because that's not the color of it. It right. was kind yeah, of a exactly. dulled red because, like we said earlier this evening, we learned through the books that it's yeah. dying and it's not you know. Yeah. So. so you can imagine how much fun that was for him. Oh, too. I'm sure that was a, yeah. that was a fun <laughs> Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with that, the Kylo was also really hard was the composition. I wanted to do something that was yeah. original and different. Which um, I know that uh, I saw later on that Disney was doing posters where their lightsabers were off to the side of off them. Off to the side. And I was just so bummed <laughs> out because I had been working on this since before I saw that. Right. And I was so bummed out because I was like, man, I thought I came up with something different. But everyone at the show reassured me that even though they even own some of those posters where the lightsabers are off to the side, they love the split half of Kylo Ren with the mask yes. and half without. Yeah. And Especially also just the, the color where there's a scar coming right. off of Kylo Ren they're like thank you for adding that scar because you know he's going to have it coming up right. next movies and it was Elaine <clears throat> that came up with that idea nice I said, don't forget that scar <laughs> yep well I wanted to ask you one last question before we wrapped it up when it came to the Star Wars paintings because those were amazing did you do that after seeing the movie or before seeing the movie uh, it was after the movie yeah, okay after. Because, I mean, you were with a quickness with those three pieces. Because, yeah. like, literally, yeah. like, the movie had not been out that long, and you no, dropped no. those pieces. And I was like, literally, did you watch opening night and then go home and bust out three pieces? Like, because it was, like, quick, him. quick, quick. It was a lot of work, him. yeah. It, just, I'm telling you, no that's food. what I meant by the composition was really difficult because I wanted to do something original. So I worked really hard on looking at all the movie shots, the screenshots right. I could find from people that were sneaking the screenshots. Right, right. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I find <laughs> allegedly, that, yeah, allegedly. allegedly, that has a a picture of Kylo Ren's face yeah. that I can look at. That's not something that's from a movie poster. Yeah, I don't right. want to. Uh, there's something, and okay, this is not against any other artists because right. I understand where other artists come from. Right. I don't want to do Google image copy and paste. You know, I I can't do that. Yeah. I I feel like it has to be original. So I took multiple pictures of Kylo Ren and fused together my Rebuilt own him. picture of his face. By using those multiple different pictures. I mean, right. the picture he was walking was in the snow, and he's walking sideways, and his eyes were looking off to the distance. Just to give you an example of something mm-hmm. that was completely off from what I'm doing a straightforward picture right. of Kylo. So, I mean, and I, I wanted, and also the red glow mm-hmm. on his face was something that you're not going to find that anywhere. There was no image of him glowing red in his mm-hmm. face. I had to recreate that, simulate that right. in my mind of what the light would reflect on the face, on the pores. On the scar itself, the scar has reflections. Even. And his I big mean, nose. That's yeah. why that shot sideways is good because you get to see the perception of how big his nose. Well, I guess get. that would have been my next question: Is did you just take shots of the act? Because I'm sure you could have Google image the actor and get a lot of face shots. Did you take those right. and maybe use those yep. as yeah, a, also? Used, uh, 
I used three different images in total for Kylo Ren, just his side of his face, not right. the mask, right. but for the face, to recompose what he looks like. That way I can understand where his cheekbone's at, how high it is. You know what? I'll give you a great example of what it's like. When I do this, it's kind of like 3D sculpting. I used to do a lot of sculpting um, when I was in the art class and things like that. I like to sculpt a lot. So I'm painting, thinking on a 3D scale of how things are actually, if I were to turn that head, what it would be like. So that gives right. me an understanding of where the light would go. Mm -hmm. If the light was coming from this side, how much shadow would it cast? Having that power of understanding of the 3D sculpt like that, that's what makes it easier than just trying to, you know, I'm not painting from a picture, just from a picture. And I mean, that would, for me, that would be so much easier just to take a picture and, you know, just paint, just paint what I see. I mean, that would be a lot easier than trying to compose something out of my mind. And, uh, and, and that's just me just trying to challenge myself more than anything else. That's why I said it's not against any other artist because art is art, you know, yeah. art right. is beautiful. But to me, I like to challenge myself to become more like my hero of art, which is Frank Frazetta. I don't know if you know, recognize that name, Frank Frazetta. Oh, you, guys you, you should just look him up. I mean, just use Siri because it's going to be hard to pronounce his name when you type it up. But you like Frank Frazetta. He did the Conan the Barbarian. Oh, wow. Um, Those are great posters. Yes, of the original drawings and paintings. Yeah. Holy cow! I mean, his the the musculature on the the, the anatomy of another one is uh, is Boris. Do you know Boris? Maybe not. fantasy artist. He does dragons with naked women usually on it. Anyways, uh, that's another one that uh, is a good inspiration for me. I love that fantasy art mm -hmm. because they took live action models, but they also created a fantasy environment that doesn't exist. Right. So you're trying to create something realistic from something that doesn't exist, but in your imagination, using references of like lizard scales mm -hmm. or things that you've seen and recreating it. That's just like what I was talking about, where you're yeah. challenging yourself to take it to a whole other level. You're not just taking it from a picture. You're creating it like actual art. And that's what I pride myself in. So a lot of my art, you'll see that. Well, I want... I want to ask you how you got the scar on his on his face because it, and, and Johnny probably seen the movie more than I have. I don't think Kyle Ren had that scar on his face, did he? In the movie? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. He gets, okay. Yeah, but, he gets it because he he has a fight with Ray, and that's where he got the scar on his face. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so Ray, that's where you see because see when he did the half faces for Finn, obviously. Yeah. Half him is the clone trooper, right? Yeah. Or the trooper. Yeah. And the other half is Finn, where he breaks out of it because he's out of the mind control. Yeah. Kylo Ren is, of course, you know, the dark side with the mask, and then yeah. it's Kylo Ren. Um, and then with Rey, we were like, it's Rey, but what's her other side? So I was telling you, remember, I'm the psychological one. Yeah. So I was breaking down Rey, and I says, if you think about it, she, she has like a tug between dark side and light side. And when she's fighting Kylo... There's like this darkness inside of her, and I think if I'm right, she hears a voice or something that tells her like kill him. There, I think There's they said that there was that someone had written that. I don't know. Something about she hears or feels a presence of like she the dark feels like side. she has to take out Kylo Ren, and you a Jedi really won't kill someone else like yeah. that. They just, they won't have that rage, but she had that rage that usually leads you to the dark side, and she actually catches him off guard and cuts his face with the lightsaber oh. and you'll see it it's a very split second but he'll cover his face and he tries to run off um 
So I told him that scar is going to be important because it's just something that's going to remind him of how he wants to get rid of her because she's the only one that's gotten that close. Yeah. And that's why her half is, is a darker side and we put a hood on it that looks like it's a Jedi hood, but it can also be towards the Sith side. So it really is your opinion on where do you think Rey's character is headed. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And those are all amazing paintings that you can buy Saturday at Main Street Comics and Memorabilia uh, down in Bartow. You got to check it out, and it's from ten to four. Four. Thank you. I'm pulling out my notes You're actually good. that I've been reading for weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's from ten to four, so you definitely need to check it out this Saturday. You're going to be there. Our good buddy JB Designs is going to be there. They're going to have free comics, trick or treating for the kids, entertainment yes. with DJ Jader. Uh, it's need... Vader, right? It's a Vader or Jader? Jader with a J. Jader. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. least that's what he, he... That's the notes he sent to me, so if I'm reading wrong, it's it's <laughs> it's all his fault. Uh, but you definitely want to come and check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And also, you're going to have a lot more friends there uh, yeah. that are on the list. So uh, you definitely want to go check that out. So go see him this weekend. And how can they find you on the internet? You've got several different ways. Um, I'm always on Facebook, so you can message me if you like. That's more of a personal route, um, which is going to be facebook.com forward slash michaelcarry.art, and that'll okay. take you straight to my art page. Um, you can also just friend me. If you type up Michael Carey, fine art, you'll see, or fine artist, you'll see me pop up. Um, you'll find my my website is michaelcarryart.com, so, and that's C-A-R-E-Y. And that's where you get me. I also have a Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter that much. I, I don't know why, but I just, I don't really, I don't know. Trust but me, it, you're right there with us. Like, we don't use it that much because of Facebook. I feel like we get a lot more feedback from. Yeah. And also, I think it's more personable because when you can only have, what is it, 140 characters, I don't feel like I can express the, the things I want to express on Twitter. So yeah. Facebook, I feel like I can express them a lot more. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I feel you 110% on that on Twitter, but... You have it, and what is your Twitter? Yeah, it's going to be Michael Carey Art as well. I okay. try to keep it simple. Keep the branding <laughs> simple. Yep. So, yeah. Keep it simple, um, stupid. The kiss rule. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I also have the uh, an Instagram as well. You can check out some art that I posted on there. And uh, usually I'll post new art that's in work in progress on Instagram. And then I'll still share that through Instagram because it uses a, a way to, to cast out to everything Facebook else. And, and it'll go on yeah. Facebook anyway. So would it, just go ahead and go to Facebook if you want. It's fine too. Yeah. Awesome. And before we let you go, is there any new art pieces you're going to be showing on Saturday so people can see? That's a good question. I Like I said, I have, Possible. I'm just going to give a rundown real quick. A definite maybe, that. if you will. Yeah. A definite maybe. Oh, a definite maybe. All right. The Halloween piece probably will be done. The Halloween piece is going to be a new piece. That's Scooby. It's a fun piece. Shaggy, um, Luigi. You got some Pokemon in there. Yeah. King Boo. How did Luigi and Pokemon get up with Scooby Dude, and Shaggy? It's so cool. It's it's, it's different. Really cool. It's really different. I, 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 I got to say that Aurora gets some credit. Aurora is our nine-year-old princess who's going to yes. be a big sister. She's amazing. Amazing yeah. little oh, girl. Thank you. She's going to be there in costume. Don't know if one of my costumes or one she wants to wear. We'll see. <laughs> um, hopefully it's one of mommy's costumes that's worked so hard on. Right. Um, but, yeah, she'll definitely be there with us on Saturday. And she'll awesome. be helping giving out candy for the trick-or-treaters. So cool. All ages are allowed at our table to get candy. Mm -hmm. We believe that it's all in good spirit. 
There you well, go. this fat man's coming to your table then. Uh, <laughs> no I'll, I'll get a little bit of candy while I'm there because, like I said, I'm coming down Saturday to see JB Designs to pick up my picture. I'm coming to see Thank you guys. You. I'm coming to see John to pick up my old man, Logan. And uh, definitely go and see John, Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. Yes. And uh, yes, pick up some comics while you're there because he's giving out free comics while they last. Ah. And um, uh, besides that, I'm, he, I'm sure he'll probably be doing some crazy stuff that day you never right. know if he might run a special or whatever he's gonna do Maybe. you never know with john he's a wild man so uh <laughs> y you'll never know but uh, it'll be fun and uh it's gonna be a good time so everybody come down and see him uh i'll be there in the morning at least for a little while and uh come down and see all of us it's gonna be a good time we're gonna have fun and uh also just to give a big shout out to barto itself Go down and see all the restaurants and all the things on Main Street. They've got some amazing restaurants. They've got mm -hmm. some amazing things to see. Go and see that. And, of course, you will see all of us again at Sci-Fi Bartow, which will be at downtown uh, Bartow as well. Sean Serdinsky, who's amazing, and yeah. Lori Serdinsky, who's also amazing, who run that. We'll be back again JB, for that. JB will be there also. Oh, again. yeah. JB has already told us he's coming, and I'm excited about that. And I think – uh, allegedly, AG Productions is going to be coming again and, and doing photos and everything. So it's going to be a good old-fashioned uh, shindig. It yep. might even get into a full-blown hootenanny at uh, Sci-Fi Barto as it normally does. So you definitely want to come out and see that. And that's in uh, February, if I believe. Definitely. Uh, Guys. Wanna, yeah, don't quote me, but I think it might be the 18th. Yeah. February. Well, we appreciate having you guys on. We always love to see you, and it's a cool way to for us to hang out as well. Yes, it is. Yeah. So thank you, definitely. And um, hopefully, you guys um, will be able to see me at some shows coming up. I've got some things working in the fire. Um, yes, yeah, I'm going to be posting on Facebook as they come through. But just a quick shout out of the things that I think I might be going to. We've got a uh, Claremont Con. Yes. Uh, yeah, you got that coming up. Uh, he's trying to open some table sp table spots for me. Uh, I've been talking with him, um, so we'll see how that comes through. We also have the uh, – they're going to reschedule um, Spooky, Spooky Empire. Empire you know in December, they're, yes. In December, yeah. So I've been talking with them. Hopefully we'll get some tables. They're going to start selling them around uh, December, so maybe I can get scheduled for that. Um, we also have coming up, of course, Sci-Fi Barto will be yes, in February. Um, We're definitely booked for MegaCon next Mega year Con. in May. Uh, I want to do. I wish I could do Magic City, uh, with just to check out that Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah. But uh, I didn't do it this year, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna hold out on this year for that. Well, one, a couple but. of those cons, if they don't show up, there might be a white Toyota truck with the flatbed open with art in the back. So if you want to, you know, make a little parking lot stop, <laughs> they might be uh, in the bed of my truck just selling <laughs> selling stuff willy nilly. You never know. So uh, you oh, definitely want to come out. And definitely, and I've told you guys this a million times because, you know, we are good, good friends. Anytime you want to come on the show, let us know. And definitely, before some of these other events, you got to come back on and promote it. We've had the ads for you on the show, which we yeah. love doing. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. And thank you so much for hanging out with us on Tuesday yep, night. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I'll see you Saturday. You come rub the Buddha belly. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm going to make a couple wishes. Like, the Gators beat Georgia. That's, that's my biggest <laughs> wish. So... As long as we can make that happen, and of course, if we can beat Johnny's team, LSU, I'll rub a little one for that, and then I'll be a happy man. Awesome. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Same here. Bye. See you guys. Bye. And of course, that was our amazing interview with Michael Carey and his wife, and they will be there Saturday 
downtown, Bartow, uh, Main Street. You can't miss it. And, of course, go see John at Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. Tell him that Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce sent you. And, of course, if you want to get in touch with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, you can hit us up at HH Podcast Show. Also, you can hit us up at Show at gmail.com. Don't forget to send us your questions for Buck, the Mega Buck, from Retro game treasure he's going to be on in december you definitely want to get your questions in for that and you just put in the subject line ask the buck send those to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com he will answer all those questions also go to facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and give us a like also soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast show you can listen to all our shows you can actually go into the backlog we're 200 episodes in deep now so there's a lot of stuff you can go back and listen to which is awesome and of course when you're on the twitter machine there's not one there's not two but there are three hashtags hashtag happy, happy hour podcast, podcast hashtag hh podcast show and hashtag deuces on, on the loose. loose later see ya